Welcome, welcome, people. We need to talk. Hi, everybody. I'm Pedro. And I'm Christopher. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to be back doing the podcast. Are you? Yeah, we're doing twice a week. It's going pretty well so far. All right. So let's start with our first topic. Okay, people. We need to talk about customer service. Is that customer service? Yes. Well, it wasn't. It was, <laughs> it was lack of customer service. Well, basically, is this an experience that we had? Just a disclaimer here. Uh, we're going to talk about Latinos. I am a Latino. I am not a Latino. Yes. And this is our experience. Something that happened to us. It doesn't mean that it's general. Yeah, these experiences happen to be with Latinos, but we're not saying it's a general Latino thing. It's a general customer service and language barrier thing, I think. Okay, so can you explain what happened? So the first one was at the restaurant in our neighborhood. Yeah. And um, we walked in and the hostess was just kind of sitting back, not actually being super attentive. You know, when you walk in, people usually smile. So I smiled instead and I said, hi, how are you? And I guess... Because I didn't say it in Spanish, she literally didn't crack a smile. I don't even think she said anything to me until Pedro, then you said... Yeah, I said that maybe it's because she doesn't speak clearly English, like fluent. And your concern is like, it doesn't matter. She needs to be friendly. Yeah, even if she doesn't speak English. And I, trust me, I'm one that believes that I need to learn more Spanish. So, And I know some Spanish. But I don't use it fluently here in Miami because I get nervous. But the point is, she just needed to smile, and she didn't at all until Pedro opened his mouth and started speaking Spanish to her. So this is what happened with our community. We are a family community. And it's natural for us to feel comfortable with another Spanish speaker. And when you have an English speaker, you don't know the jokes. You don't know how fluent it's going to be. I don't know if you're going to understand them clearly. Mm -hmm. So I guess she was a little uh, concerned about all that. Maybe. But let me tell you what. Her job is the hostess of the restaurant. Her job is to greet people as they come into the restaurant in a friendly manner. And I've been traveling a lot lately. And when I go to the Spanish-speaking countries, I smile when I'm sitting at my table and getting nervous because the waiter is about to come over and take my order. And I say, hi, solamente hablo un poquito de español. Just so they know, I only speak a little Spanish. And it immediately puts us at ease and together. But the experience with that girl, I was mad. I was now mad. I walked but in it, ready. she wasn't rude. She was rude. When, if I don't think I don't think she was like rude in the way uh, she was unattended. She did just her job basically, like just when someone her job. smiles and says hello to you, Pedro. If you don't respond to them, that's rude. Okay. <laughs> her job is not to be rude. Her job is to smile and greet. All she had to do, she could have said hola. She could have just smiled. So what do you think it changed when she started to talk to me? I have no idea. I was already too mad. I was already past the point. 
She, okay. she lost to me. So what about our second experience? Um, yeah, so yesterday we went to a, a restaurant and the, the server was Cuban, a Cuban guy. And I, again, didn't bust out my Spanish, but I was politely asking about beers. In and, English. In English, you know, uh, how are you, whatever. And he, I, actually when he left the table, I had to ask Pedro if the guy was speaking Spanish or English because... He's kept responding to you in English, in, in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. But but I was like, okay, that's fine because there was just a language barrier. I got the beer that I wanted. But what was very interesting was Pedro, <laughs> Pedro then said, "Look at him over at that table," and he was like, "Oh, in Spanish. Hi, how are you guys? Yeah. Oh, what kind of beer would you like? Oh, we have full bar. Oh, this. Oh, that. And here's the menu. Here's the lunch menu." And then he went over to two other ladies. Oh, hi, ladies. How are you? In, <laughs> in Spanish again. Yeah. But like, we got none of that because I spoke to him in English. But if he had said to me, hablas español, I would have said un poquito and had a conversation with him. But he didn't even give me that. So aside from that, the food wasn't that great. <laughs> but it's... I, I think I, I get, like my food. I get the language barrier. Trust me. I travel to Latin American um, Spanish-speaking countries. But you you just set the tone. And it's his job to set the tone, not mine. He's His, his job that day is he's paid to be there. And to to be nice, really, and I, and trust me, I'm I'm customer service myself, so I, I don't go expecting like oh you need to treat me fancy like I don't care about that I just want to smile, and if you don't speak English, just say oh I don't speak much English okay because I speak a little Spanish and we'll be fine. But these experiences lately, I can't chalk it up to language barrier. So for me again, I think they're not that comfortable speaking English, and. How I'm gonna say this? What about if you say something I cannot understand? And I think that transformed the experience into our, a hazard for him and for you. Yeah, but he also knew that you spoke Spanish. So did she. Do you think it was rude from my part that I didn't translate anything to you? It's not your job when you're out with me, who's not fluent. It's not your job to like maneuver the situation. I can handle the situation myself and really what happens me. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> I got a man. No, I, I don't I so what ended up happening was we had an okay lunch and I won't go back. So that's really unfortunate for that restaurant because So basically when that language barrier happened, you just uh discard the place. I understand the language barrier. It's uh, how he handled the language barrier. And he is paid to work at a restaurant that has bilingual um, clientele. And he doesn't have to speak fluent English I, by any means. But he has to be able to communicate to me, to me that he doesn't speak English. And you know me. I'm And podcasters, listeners, you know me too. I'm easy. I don't care. Yeah, but, right, right. but what happened... <laughs> First of all, I'm easy. But he just ruined the whole experience. You're easy. Not easy to please. I... Uh, <laughs> That's a topic for another <laughs> podcast. Anyways, just to be clear, I, I it's it's not about the language barrier. I'm I that that is why I travel to Spanish speaking countries because it gets me out of my comfort zone. It is how they, the customer service worker, handle it, and neither of those two experiences handled it correctly at all. Okay, so what will you say to them, or to anybody who is serving in a restaurant and have that fear? I would say to anyone who is in that situation, and I know we have friends who, who, who are similar to that, who I won't mention, um, but I know how they handle it. It's, you, how? Just, you handle it with a smile, and you just, you just have to come to the same ground as the person that you're waiting on. So don't be afraid. Let the table know. My, my English is very limited. 
and 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 you can point to things and you can ask questions on the menu like that all happens but to just pull back and not give me any kind of experience or any kind of service it, it was just the worst way he could have handled it because i definitely won't go back there so if you are someone in that position you just need to make a connection with the person it's all about the connection and he completely put up a wall so all right yeah i think they will understand Okay, and I actually am going to go a little out of my way now. It's going to be a little learning for me. If I notice that happening, I'm just going to ask them. Hablas inglés? And if they say no, then I'll, I will try to put them at ease. I think that's a perfect conclusion. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Here we go again. People, we need to talk about technology. Oh, yikes. That's my favorite topic. Arr- it's my least favorite topic because I know nada. <laughs> so today was the Apple's event. So there's new iPhones, there's new iPads, there's new shows, there's new Apple Watch. The Apple TV Plus finally has a price. Do you know that? I didn't know it did. <laughs> you know, like people find funny your lack of interest about this matter from your part. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I it's not that I don't care about technology. I just rely on you. It's like the lack of interest that you show because I just you're my expert. And oh. if I need you just like we talked two podcasts ago about the Pixel. I totally want the Pixel. I've never even seen a Pixel. I have no idea what the phone looks like, but because you're like, "Oh, the camera's amazing." I'm like, okay, my next phone is a Pixel. That's all I need. I don't need some Apple event. Okay, let's recap the five biggest announcements. The Apple TV Plus, the company's original streaming service, will launch on November 1st. And and if you buy an Apple device, you get it for the whole year. Oh, okay. So if I buy an iPad, I get Apple yeah. TV Plus. But what's, what's the difference between Apple TV Plus and Apple TV? No, Apple TV is just the app bungle meaning that you have the new hbo go plus or this and you pay for those extra service and you get it in just one place that's Mm -hmm. apple tv apple tv plus is apple's original show so far i think there are four and you're paying five dollars for those we have also uh, uh a new apple watch okay I'm Wait. sorry. I mean, I want an Apple Watch, but I can't wear one. <laughs> and that one's cute, actually. Uh, and the iPhone, iPhone 11, which is the cheapest one. Now, it's not a $1,000 iPhone. It's just uh, $699. Okay. The iPhone 11 is the successor to the iPhone XR. And the new headliners are the iPhone 11 Pro and iPhone 11 Pro Max, each has three camera system, complete with a telephoto ultra wide and regular lens, like fancy pictures. It will be available in four colors, and the iPhone 11 Pro starts at $999, $1,000. So basically, this is it. This is the whole announcement. So here is my uh, expert <laughs> opinion. The smartphone industry is not as profitable as it used to be. Actually, it's in decline right now. Apple is no longer the most valuable company in the world. Uh, <laughs> do you know which one is? Mm, uh, um, Samsung? <laughs> no. What? Guess another one. Uh, I don't know another one. It's actually Microsoft. 
They, are they make phones? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they go to for. But that's another story. So conclusion is the industry is changing. Uh, consumer devices are not that profitable as it used to be, as I said, and the whole industry is turning into more service. That's that's it. And you're it's, really quiet. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say is it's not exciting to you even as a tech person. No, not anymore. Like, because I remember when the Samsung marketing was like, oh, the next big thing, the next big thing. And it felt like, oh, yeah, it's the next big thing. But I don't actually hear much. Yeah, exactly. Like you as a uh, common people, like I'm a regular. Common? Yeah, like a regular one. Uh, First of all, <laughs> I am not regular. <laughs> I am not common. <laughs> so what is your vision about all this declining smartphone technology? I mean, part of the thing is it makes it easier for me to decide. If, if 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 no one is coming out with really great innovations in the cell phone industry, then I actually don't feel bad about not wanting to spend $1,000 on a cell phone. Like, if I can get a cell phone for $700, which is still outrageous, yeah. although it just it does so many things, it's obviously more than just a telephone, then I'm fine. I'm fine with less choices. You know what I mean? And not from, from like, a, a technology monopoly point of view. I just... The, the easier it is for me, the better. And mm-hmm. so... Like, if you tell me the Pixel has a really amazing camera, that's kind of important to me. The phone service is seems pretty standard Stable. across yeah. the board. But if you tell me that I can get an affordable phone, the Pixel, with a really great camera, that's cool for me. Yeah. I'd rather that than for the companies going, oh, we're coming out with the next big thing. This is the next big thing. This is the next big thing. Because as a consumer, I'm completely manipulated by that. Yeah. I'm going to go, I need the next big thing. Don't I need the next big thing? Even though I'm a commoner, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our conclusion is... I don't know what was the conclusion <laughs> <laughs> right now, but apparently technology is not at a side. Yeah, the conclusion is that the, the these companies need to innovate. Yeah. That really, or the industry will just continue to decline, and it's it it shouldn't be that way. We're you know we are we should be on the cutting edge with technologies. All right, so this is it. This is the whole episode number right, three. Only two topics today. That was, that was painless. Yeah. So people, we need to talk. People, we need to talk.